0: Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Bashuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101 on today's podcast. And it's just me on Thursdays. I do shorts. I'm either expanding on something I briefly touched on with a guest, or I'm talking about something that is trending in the health and fitness and medical community that I want to get my two cents on. And today it's going to be the latter. It usually is the former. And I want to talk about steroids. I, like most of these, did not write anything out. I'm not thinking about anything in particular. I just saw some trending topics and think it's uh, not only interesting, but something that I know a lot about. So I know the general public doesn't know a lot about it, and even really a lot of personal trainers don't know a lot about steroids. So first I'll go into what I classify steroids as. We'll talk a little bit about the science of them, and then I'm going to go into why almost everybody you've ever seen on TV, who's in shape is on steroids. Who's in shape is on steroids. One quick note here for the sake of me uh, saving some of my words. I'm gonna be talking about exogenous anabolic steroids, muscle building steroids. So you can consider exogenous steroids, any sort of steroid that comes from outside. So even like a a cream, like a steroid cream could be considered an exogenous uh, steroid, right? That, That might be clearing up a rash. I understand that. I'm not trying to get into the the nuances here. So just so that I don't have to say anabolic over and over and over, when I'm talking about exogenous steroids in this conversation, I'm talking specifically about exogenous anabolic steroids. Or steroids, I might even use the term exogenous steroids and actually be talking about (laughs) exogenous steroids that raise your endogenous steroids testosterone, right? So, so you have two two sort of, sort of sides of the coin there. You can have uh, components that raise your own testosterone as opposed to bringing another component into the body that is acting as testosterone dependent upon how it binds. So this stuff is uh, very intricate scientifically, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of explaining all of that. I just really want to talk high level here. So I'm just going to talk Try to use the term exogenous testosterone or exogenous steroids to talk about really all steroids, all anabolic steroids. So first, uh, you know, steroids are typically classified as exogenous hormones. So we have endogenous hormones, which means they're made in our bodies, and then there's exogenous hormones, so hormones we are now we are taking from the outside and putting into our bodies. There are different variants of these. There are things like testosterone. Which mimics what our testosterone does in our body, but there are also things uh, that are not so much uh, testosterone-based, but they still have androgenic effects, and they still have you know muscle bu- muscle building capabilities. Things like you know sinanzanol, which is also known as winstrol. This is what sprinters take. You have um, a, a ton of different compounds. I mean, I can sit here and name about fifty different uh, steroid compounds from uh, Deca to the old school steroids, which were considered not steroids, but really what Mark McGuire was taking, you know, androgenastine, things like these, they act like steroids in your body. They're they're making you uh, build muscle through raising of, again, exogenous hormones. So why are steroids a problem? Well, it, there's a lot of reasons why they're a problem. It depends how specific I want to get. I, I, I'm going to try to stay high level here and not get too specific. But there are a lot of oral steroids that are methylated, which means they're going to circle through your liver twice. So they're going to be very bad for you. And there are a lot of uh, steroids that are intramuscular, which means they're, they're injected through, uh, through the muscle. And, uh, some people do it, uh, not IM for, for various reasons. You'll see some people do subcutaneous, but that's a whole other conversation. So if you're doing intramuscular injections, a lot of these things too can be at certain levels harsh on your liver. They can be, they can be heavy. They can be difficult for your heart. They grow the muscle tissue around your heart, which cannot, which is not necessarily good. And then overall, anytime you're messing with your hormones, our bodies are all different. So we're going to have different reactions from it. Uh, I've talked about the actions from it. Uh, I've talked about this before with Chuck uh, Dr. Judson Brandeis, who was on the podcast. Uh, the, the average male is between, let's say 250 and 900. That's the, the measurement of your you know your free testosterone. and you can be kind of you can feel great. And be closer to 250, and you can feel crappy and be closer to 900. It's not. A, it's not a direct indicator. There's so many other things going on. There's also you know the ability for it to bind to certain receptors. There's other hormones that are playing in the same space as that. So there, you you have to look at all of the other things going on. So when you get your labs done, let's say, uh, you're you're gonna see uh, various hormones and where they're at. And that, that could tell the, the physicians whether things need to be manipulated if you're somebody who is, is on hormones, because that's really the, you know, a huge part of the population now, maybe I'll just jump into it here, who's on TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. And essentially what that is, is, if you're, let's say, it's already going down, right? You're losing testosterone every year after the age of 24. So the average male anyway. So by the time you're in your late 30s or 40s, your testosterone is down, it used to be something they would only do if your testosterone was super low or if you were very old, but they keep kind of moving the the line down and kicking the goalposts back a bit as far as when they're going to give you testosterone replacement therapy. So honestly, you can be a 35-year-old and go to the doctor and, and get your, t- uh, your test levels checked, and if they're low enough, they'll give you TRT. And that doesn't mean they're going to give you uh, uh, the amount that, let's say, uh, or Ronnie Coleman or Arnold Schwarzenegger was taking, you're just, you're going to try to get you back to the levels you were when you were in your early 20s. Now that could still make you feel much better and give you more energy, but that's something to be talked about with the doctor. So that, that that's a whole nother side of the ballgame. What I'm here to talk about is more of the illegal side today and, or I should say the 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 not as legal side. So you'll see people like, let's say, uh, Hugh Jack, So you'll see people like, let's say, uh, Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. He's on steroids there, right? There's no way that a, a, a man in his 40s can get to that sort of low body fat and that particular look where your delts are rounded and you're very vascularized and your skin looks thin. That, that comes specifically from steroids. Um, and with him, I would think that he was probably on Winstrol on, on top of just normal testosterone. Then you have people like Chris Hemsworth, steroids, The Rock, obviously steroids. Everyone in WWE is on some form of steroids. Um, you know, I can keep going. Obviously, the liver king who, you know, lies and says, I just eat liver and this is how I look. No, steroids. And, you know, I, I guess the, the why I want to talk about this is because some people think there's two sides to the coin here. Some people say, well, why doesn't everyone take steroids, right? I mean, The, the Rock's in great shape. He takes steroids. Joe Rogan, he's on TRT and HGH and all these other things. Well, like anything else in life, there's a there's a benefit but there's also negative now even if you have a physician overseeing these things there are still health risks that you won't know and i am not a proponent but i'm i'm also somebody who wouldn't tell someone not to go to their doctor and get their testosterone levels checked because having low t will make your life miserable and i think just like any other optimization thing that we can do in life, whether that's drinking more water or eating properly or exercising, it's good to make sure that your hormones are at optimal levels, provided it's done safely by a physician. But again, with that being said, there's no free lunches. There are always negatives and there's always potentiality for other health effects And our bodies are all different. So we have to recognize that. But I I guess I I wanted to talk about this today because you see people like the liver king or you see people online on Instagram who are just gigantic or in really good shape. Most of them are cheating or in really good shape. Most of them are cheating. You know, it's not it's not hard work. They they have a lot of help. And and what's also not talked about is there's a psychological strengthening of your ability for for, I would say, perseverance and fortitude when you're on exogenous hormones. So not only do you have an advantage in the weight room because you're you're building muscle, you're keeping muscle, you're able to do those extra repetitions, you're getting stronger, but from a psychological perspective, you have more energy, you want to lift, you enjoy lifting more. All of these things come with exogenous hormones, the, being, being steroids specifically and testosterone. So, I think th- we need to have an honest conversation about people taking TRT. When is it the right time? How much does it help in your life? It helps th- that that that's that's not really a, a, an open-ended question uh, excuse- question I think that needs to be asked because it helps everybody, but it helps everyone to for different extent. Some people find it absolutely life-changing. And some people have a very, it just moves the bar a little bit, right? They just feel a little bit better. So it, it depends on a lot of things going on in your life, like most things. But just know that most people are on steroids who are in Hollywood, in movies who look a particular way, who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s. They're not getting that body through, through hard work. They're getting that body through the use of exogenous hormones, which is helping them build and keep a certain level of muscle. You can't look like an 18 to 22 year old in your 50s without exogenous hormones, you just can't. There's the one percenters that can, right? There's the, the elite of the elite of the elite athletes who never get, who never stopped, right? So they, they not only do they have genetics that are better than all of ours, but they never stopped working out. They were, they were always working out. They never took four years off partying at college. And then they worked for four years on uh, you know, in, in wall street and they got a, they got some belly fat and then they just worked hard from 28 to 40 to get in shape. And no, no, that's not the case. That's not going to do it. So you would need consistency over your entire life to look a certain way, or you would need exogenous hormones because there's just certain things the body is not going to do. It's not going to develop, uh, a musculature, and it's not even it's strength. Strength, I would not put into this category. So, strength is different than vanity in size, uh, especially than vanity. There's there are strength components that you can certainly get to uh, thresholds that you can get to that that are would, would surprise people without using steroids. Now, typically, that's not the case if you are talking about strongman competitions. That's a whole another thing. I'm just talking about personally. You can be stronger at 45. Than you were at 22 and never having taken anything, but you're not going to look better. You're not going to have lower body fat. You're not going to have, you know, better posture and better del- posture and better delts and and these, these sorts of things. That's just that's not going to happen for the unless you're the you know the 0.5 percenters. And it's okay because that shouldn't be the goal. The goal shouldn't be how you look. It should be how you feel. It should be long-term health and wellness. It should be feeling great in the morning. It should be mobility and flexibility and injury prevention and all of these things. But you see guys like the liver king who are basically giant purple machines. Whenever you see a guy who's giant and dark red and purple, he is on a lot of exogenous hormones. And it kind of irritates me in a way because I guess the main reason is the public, the most most of the general public doesn't know. And they think they can just do this through hard work. And you can't. You're never going to look like that just through hard work. And I'm not telling you to go take exogenous hormones. I'm just telling you, reframe your goals because these people are lying. They're lying to you. That's is not how they did it. Just like a lot of people are lying. They're ending on Instagram. They're going on these you know fancy trips and traveling all over the world when their parents are paying for it or they actually have no money in their bank account and they're spending it all. So uh, a lot of things are a facade. Don't believe the hype. Keep your goals within you, not comparing to other people, keep your goals about you, about you getting better each day and each month and each year physically. And, uh, if you are somebody who is concerned, if you're a male and you're saying, you know what, I am concerned that I might have low T, what are those signs and symptoms? Judson Brandeis talked about it on my podcast, lethargy, you know, being, being tired when you don't think you should be tired, not being able to put on muscle, you know, potential weight gain, brain fog, all of these things, but you know, most people have these <laughs> and there's 30s and 40s, especially if you're not sleeping as well, you have kids and things of this nature. So, but it is still good to go to your doctor and get all your labs checked out. You know, my, my famous phrase, health is in your labs, not in your abs. You should get your CBC panels and your, your lipid profiles and your hormone profiles, and you should get all of your labs and be able to compare labs and be able to compare them every six months or even just annually to know where you were at, to know what, what's specific to you and your body. This has been an episode of the truly fit podcast. Tune in Monday to hear me speak with Michael Hughes, the only thanks for joining us on the truly fit podcast. Please subscribe rate and review on your listening platform and feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at TrulyFitApp. Thanks again.